Blog Talk Radio. Not just so much of 
the happenings, but the action and everything that went down just there at heartbreak. Um, let's, I mean, it was filled with drama. It was filled with unpredictability, as you always get with the ASWF show. But it was filled with hair turners, um, head scratchers, um, eyes going literally like almost probably out of your eye socket. That's how great this event was. And trust me, if you have missed heartbreak, wow, you missed an incredible night of professional wrestling and professional sports, in my opinion. It, I, I still have it as uh, a card a card of the year candidate, an event of the year candidate. Absolutely it was, Cornbread. It was one of the most historical nights in the Valiant Arena Obviously, we know about what happened with myself taking over the ASWF, something that has never happened before. But let's go ahead and start our breakdown with the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. And what a battle oh, yeah. it was to get that Golden Ticket slot. You know, we had some favorites going in. Uh, you know, I, I said I thought the pretty boy Matt Odom would surprise a lot of folks and could possibly win this thing and Sure enough, Matt Odom comes into the top two and just about wins it. You know, if it wouldn't have been for some for some craziness well, that happened, then probably will never happen again that the athlete, Matt Odom, would have won the golden ticket. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to that, Mike. Um, he he was kind of a little bit one of uh, one of my picks because he he's one of those opportunities. We might say opportunists, excuse me, that anytime somebody's back is turned, they'll take advantage of it. But he's really been showing his stuff um, as of late, and he's really kind of come on strong in the late, no, in the late, let's just say in the latter part as we're making our way towards um, ASWF 21. Um, Matt Oldham's been coming on strong, but you got – even though you got to talk about him, you also got to talk about um, the man who ended up winning it. Bottom line, he said this year, this decade, he will not be denied. And I'm talking about the big man, Kate Tuman. He's had some ups and downs. But one thing that he has not lost will be that drive and determination. And that's, you know, I'm not using that as a, you know, as a downplay to anybody. Um, because I'm not going to do that, and I would never do that. But he really showed how driven he really was inside that battle royal. And no matter how many people try to chop him off, and everybody really it was it was right at ten, a little bit over ten guys literally try to try to pound him, trying to kick his head off, just trying to go smash not with them. But in the end. He ended up being the last man standing, and he ended up with that golden ticket yet again. Well, I tell you what. I told you guys last show that I was going to watch every single encounter very, very closely, and I did. I watched the the golden ticket battle roll very, very closely. I was uh, Mm – I was intrigued by the fact that uh, the big man was able to win the victory. 
despite, you know, literally at one point everybody in the matchup teaming up against him, trying to get him out of there, and yet he survived. I got to give him that. The end, I'm not sure it's going to matter. Whether he won or lost this matchup, uh, that's just up to the way the cards fall. Uh, I know that uh, in talking with the original Misfit Josh Cross, he said that he's not exactly worried about him. Right now, he's got a much bigger issue to worry about, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. But well, would it? Well, would it be okay if I? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go I'm ahead. sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was going well, to ask the question: What if? What if he decides to use it and end up turning, kind of giving us a little bit of a curveball here? Maybe what if he's playing head games here with the champion and thinking that maybe he could go after him, but instead does the complete opposite, probably after the evolution or the tag team titles. Because keep in mind, this is the second time, in, to my knowledge, that he's had that gold ticket. And the first time he's had it, he did not win the championship. This time, will he be able to do it? That's the question. Well, whether he goes after the original misfit, Josh Cross, Tid Crazy, our new ASWF Evolution champion, and we'll get to that in just a few moments, or whether he goes after winning the fight, it's not going to matter. And that's all I can say about that situation. It, it, it just it doesn't matter. The big man, K Tumor, is a long way away from ASWF gold, in my humble opinion. Maybe just one man's Ooh. thought. Maybe an owner's thought. Who knows? But, but, uh, but we always, but we always know he can always catch him at that. He can always catch him. At that unpredictable time, because I mean, look what I mean. Look what your boy Josh Cross did. He literally could have had a sweep of the night even after he won that golden ticket. I mean, you I mean that's the thing about it. You just never know. I would agree, Cornbread. It would certainly. It's going to be something interesting. Another interesting thing to uh, watch here at Carnahan's ASWF develop, including on the journey to Carnahan's anniversary show, Anniversary 21, coming at you live in April. Uh, And by the way, Cornbread, I don't know if you picked up on it, the official theme song for ASWF Anniversary, Voodoo Child by Brick and Mortar. And I mean, I I tell you, this this is something that I cannot... Yes, sir. I cannot wait until we get there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, that was a good choice. Um, but you want you want to talk about guys that that's got momentum? How about we go to the next one here? Um, Insane Shane and Luke Justice, and um, there's a whole lot of dynamics in this one because you know, as, as we previously mentioned, they started almost as a thrown together tag team and then all of a sudden that deal didn't work out and these two became bitter bitter rivals and I know I've said honestly 
that Luke Justice upsetting Insane Shane because Insane Shane is the former Evolution champion. I honestly said Luke Justice scored the upset, a monster upset over Insane Shane. But to me, even after looking back at it, I'm not sure if that was really like a – I'll say it's a progression forward, but now looking back at it, and of course Luke Justice will probably agree that it wasn't an upset, but honestly speaking, anytime you defeat former champion and you never held the title before, I always consider that an upset. Well, Cornbread, I can certainly I can certainly agree to you to a point. I agree with you that it wasn't an upset. I mean, I sat here and told you two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, excuse me, right before Heartbreak to watch Yeah, Justice you did. Was the biggest the most overshadowed and the biggest dark horse in the ASWF. And I said this because, and you'll remember, I used an example, and that was Ray Ray and the Manai back at Hostile Holiday. Nobody gave him a chance then, and look at Luke Justice. Look at what Luke Justice did at Hostile Holidays. And now what we're saying is, look what Luke Justice managed to accomplish at ASWF Heartbreak. Insane Shane right now got the loser side of the purse. And uh, I know he's not happy about it. I can guarantee you that. But Luke Justice right now has all the momentum and all the uh, all the bragging rights in this little uh, in this little issue, in my opinion. Didn't you didn't you just call him a guy that's been overshadowed? Absolutely. I think he's been overlooked. Not anymore, I, I, by the way. But well, I think well, for me, in the ASL, the former regime, I think he was overlooked. Well, to me, I, I don't think he's overlooked for this reason. You know, you don't get, you don't score a match with the Manai just on accident, okay? If you get anybody that can get the Manai's attention, yeah, you got everybody's attention. And I mean, as bold, and to me, as bold and as brash as he, as he was, and still is, he backed it up. And to me, I, I don't think he was overshadowed by any regime, whether old or new. I think, you know, if anybody comes to the debuts at the ASWF and decides to shoot the big mouth off, you gotta be. You gotta have more than enough gas mileage to back it up. Even even if even if you are the inexperienced person of this of of the whole roster, if you're inexperienced and you come in to a experienced locker room, saying that hey, you want to take on the biggest and the best, you gotta you gotta. I mean, that's a lot of weight. But to his credit, Luke Justice carried that weight. And to me, the eye-opener did not come with the win over Insane Chain. The eye-opener came when you defeat the Manai in the Manazo match. That was the eye-opener. I think, I think that's what sprints, sporting boarded Luke Justice, in my opinion, other than what happened at Heartbreak. But, Cornbread, if you will allow me to retort that point, my point is this. Go ahead. Look at this. 
How many championship opportunities has Luke Justice received since debuting? Absolutely zero. And this is my thing here. This is my thinking. While guys like the big man K. Tumor are getting all these opportunities, why hasn't Luke Justice? Luke Justice holds the well, two biggest victories in the ASWF right now over Ray Ray and the Manai and over Insane Shane. Why isn't why isn't uh, Luke Justice challenging for say the Evolution Championship or the Tag Team Championship? Well, I mean, he's in well, a, he may be able to challenge Josh Cross for the ASWF Championship. Well, I know. Well, I know for a fact you will have a heavy influence uh, if it does come down to him wanting to challenge Josh Cross for that championship. I know you're probably going to have. Uh, a heavy, inf- no, a heavy influence in, in, in that decision when that decision comes up. But right now, <laughs> Justice, well, Justice, I, I think right now, Justice is really trying to get his feet warm. I don't think he wants to rush into things too fast because anytime you have multiple wins and you're rocking up multiple wins right now, and you are on a complete roll at the moment, then yes. I think he has had a few of them, a few a, a few tag team title shots, but it wasn't with the partner that he wanted. That's why he's not the champion. But yeah, who's it, but who's but but who's to say he doesn't um, end up challenging for a championship? But I, I say I say um, he's in the title hunt, in my opinion, and. Um, speaking of trying to get back on the roll here, how about let's go to something very, very personal. Brother versus brother, or as we call it, it's time, it's time for the family feud. Justin Vincent, yep. Daniel Vincent. Go ahead, Mike. Man, I tell you, I watched this one, and, you know, I, I look at what uh, Justin Vincent and Daniel Vincent were able to do. They went to absolute war. They put their bodies and their careers on the line. And, you know, I, I mean, they literally, for lack of a better phrase, they beat the hell out of each other. So much yeah, so that neither was able to re- the referees count. I mean, and, and Cornbread, that right there goes to say it. This thing's far from over. I can guarantee you that much. Neither one of these well, men are going to stop until the other is well, unable to walk, in my opinion. Well, well, do you think, bottom line, that this may come into this may come into play on in route to April fourth? I mean, I, I can tell you, I, I can't give away too much, but I can tell you that myself and the board of directors are reviewing the situation. I can guarantee you that I, the day after I took over and uh, moved everything into my office, that I had. And at two different separate times, I had Daniel and Justin both beating on my door, asking to get back at their brother. So, again, once again, I can confirm that Justin and Daniel, they're far from done with each other. Very, very far from being done with each other. Because, like I said, I, I mean, and this is his exact quote from Daniel. He said he, he's not going to finish until his brother is unable to walk like he was. Over a year ago, mm-hmm. yeah. that unfortunate L injury, 
And now you have uh, Justin Vincent, who came in, and he said, I didn't get enough of him. He said, just give me another opportunity, and I can put Daniel out. He said, nobody knows Daniel better than I can. Just give me an opportunity, and I'll make sure Daniel never comes back. Something to mm. watch going forward. You know, I, uh, the hatred between these two was not simmered in the least by this matchup at heartbreak. And, you know, I, I, I think it even got turned up even further uh, yeah. to the highest level, to the highest degree by neither man being able to get a victory. That, a a yeah. tie is worse than losing cornbread. Let's be honest here to these competitive guys. I mean, I have never seen Justin Benson so incensed. That's what I saw him that day. He walked into my office and said, I need, I don't want, I need my brother one more time in that squared circle, and I can finish the mm-hmm. job, Carnahan. That's what he told me. He said, I can finish the job, Carnahan. Wow. So I, well, they... it, I, I haven't quite decided yet. Hello, Aaron. Yeah. Nice to see you there in the comment section. Well, well I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, Mike. Um, it, I mean, I think you kind of just said it all there um, when it comes to both these guys because, I, I, I mean, what will it take to in to to finally you know put this personal issue to rest? But you know, who knows? This could be on for a long time. Who knows? Um, let's and I, go, I would like uh, to stress that I absolutely love the fact that these two are so far at each other's throats. They're so competitive that they would drive a stake through their own brother just to move up another rung. I absolutely love that. But continue, Cornbread. Well, well, well I was going to say, before we get to your, you know, your side of things, and as far as your matches are concerned, before we get there, how about let's talk about, I know we're going to jump, jump slightly ahead here. Let's talk about Christian Cross and Giggles in the Giggles Playground. Ooh. Another another issue. And I almost cringed in my chair just from watch just from what we've seen in that Giggles Playground matchup. Giggles Playground deathmatch um between Christian Cross and Giggles. And Cross got the win miraculously. But I don't think we've seen the end of um, Giggles because he's, he's a weird cat. You know, you can't judge a book by his cover, but even after the loss, he literally just came up laughing. I mean, you're right about that, but if you notice, and, you know, I had to watch the footage afterwards because I was unfortunately and regrettably getting ready to, uh, you know, complete my takeover of the ASWF there that night, but uh, by that point, I was talking strategy and whatnot, but I'll tell you this much, with Christian Cross and Giggles or Heinzman, you know, you actually, I don't know if you've been able to see the footage that was taken that night, but Heinzman or Giggles actually said Heinzman's back, and Mm -hmm. I've told you, as many people are as scared of Giggles, if Heinzman truly is back, I'd be even more worried. Heinzman well, is a monster. 
Yeah. And he and he proved and he and he proved that at heartbreak. Um, even though he ended up in that loss cross, I think um I and I've said and you've heard me say this before, um on, on our show, this could this could be something that can either make him or break him. And You're it's right tough that. to it's tough to answer that it's tough to answer that question at this point, Mike. You're right about that. And, I mean, looking at Christian Cross, you know, hats off to him. A brutal but impressive victory for him that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cross, uh, you know, right now I believe he's actually still getting checked out by our medical staff as to whether we can even clear Christian. And that right no, there will the fact that right there will speak to the fact that Heinzman is such an amazing competitor because Heinzman was the winner or the loser that night, and Heinzman yeah. cleared medical less than a week later. Christian is still in the medical protocol. We're not well, sure what's going on right now. Well, let well let me speak to that, Mike, because look who's really been competing almost on a regular basis. And look who has to be competing on a regular basis. That could tell the difference here. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, once again, though, hats off to Christian. He was literally willing to put his body through anything to pick up this victory. So, I mean, I've got to give the young man credit, but obviously yeah, he, he survived. A little bit too far to be able to uh, pick up this victory, in, this, in, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it, it was it was anything goes, especially if it's giggles on match. Well, let's get – I know we had jumped ahead a little bit to the giggles playground match because we're still dealing with stuff that's personal. Well, let's, let's go back just a little bit before the giggles playground match happened, and let's talk about the series, the best of five series, or, yeah, that actually – it, we went into this evening tied at one apiece. Mm-hmm. Then came the tag team match, Ace Mortar, and, of course, as soon as I came, Ray Ray, versus your guys, D-Mike and Tyler Knight. And uh, they, took the, they took the lead, did um, Team Roland, or the Manai in this case, they took the lead 2-1. Now, I know... You're probably going to have uh, more to say about this match, but um, let's 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 focus on this situation here for just a moment, especially when it comes to D Mike and Taller Knight as a team. Absolutely, I mean the fact that I, I can sit here and I can tell you I was impressed with Taller Knight and D Mike to no end. You know, I <laughs> it took it took Ray literally pulling something out of nowhere to put the 2019 wrestler of the year down and keep him yep. down for the three. But I tell you, I, I came away from that contest more impressed with Tyler and D-Mike than I was with the Manai. Literally, the Manai had to give everything they had to beat Tyler and D-Mike. And Tyler and D-Mike, you know, they came up a little bit short. I'm not disappointed in them, nor was I that night. You know, there was a moment there where I was, I was worried. 
But then I look over at my team captain, the original Misfit, the ASWS champion, Josh Frost. Mm-hmm. And John said, Michael, okay, we still have two to go. And he said, Michael, it's okay. Raise the Hall of Famer. Asa was the most dominant ASWF Evolution champion in ASWF history. Sometimes it's okay to lose. But at the same time, I do have to give give credit where credit's due. The Manai forced my back, Josh's back, and the rest of King Carnahan's back against the wall by forcing us to have to complete a sweep the rest of the rest of the night's matches to be victorious. But I mean, well, Cornbread, if you can't that thing with anything but being impressed with Tyler Knight and D Mike and how well they gelled and come together as a team, then I question Well, I'm not gonna question anybody here I mean you'll get no question from me. Because, um, you know, when when we when I first seen this team come together, I was a little bit I was a little bit skeptical because um, they're both single stars and they're both incredible single stars. Um, and I'm talking D Mike and I'm talking Tyler Knight, but seeing them as a unit, um, they have really executed a lot of. Uh, double team wrestling, and um, as you said, um, they ran into a buzz all just in this matchup with Ace Morta and the Suicide Ring Ray representing Manai. And you know, sometimes you have to dig deep in order to find that extra something that you know you didn't have, and that's exactly what Suicide King did, and that's why he scored the win. As we shift from that match over to challenging for gold. And I, I know we're we're gonna be very, very, very lenient as we talk about this. Um originally the tag team champions have been Excalibur and uh, known as a team win the fight or team WTF they were not. They were originally scheduled for a tag team mat, title matchup, but it wasn't against Tyler and D Mike. But it ended up being Tyler and D Mike challenging them for the tag team titles. And bottom line, it, to me, it was a it was a great matchup. And I think, honestly, in my opinion, not blowing smoke or anything. The better the guys that had the best tag team wrestling for the team that did it was D Mike and Tyler Knight. They were far ahead in the tag ratio department and far ahead in um delivering punishment here. End of the day, it ended up being the veterans that walked away with the win and still retaining the tag team titles. So, um, Let's get your thoughts on that, Mike. Um, of course, D Mike now and Tyler Knight trying to regain them, trying to rebound and regain their senses here, going after the tag team titles. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. It was quick. It was fast. It was in a hurry. D Mike and Tyler Knight both saw the opportunity 
and being the opportunist that I have told them to be, they seized it. And, you know, had they not been through such a brutal encounter with the Manai earlier in the night, I challenge you, Cornbread, to tell me that they would not have taken the ASWF Tag Team Championships on that occasion. Uh, team Win the Fight is a great tag team. I'll, I'll give them absolutely everything. They survived and won a tournament to become tag team champions. They earned those tag team titles. But the question is, you know, a, how great of champions are they? And, Cornbread, before you respond, I've got a little bit of news mm-hmm. to drop. Uh, okay. It actually dropped earlier this week, but once again, it's, you know, something that we can talk about right now. The board of directors and myself came to the conclusion, due to the fact, and this is against my better judgment, but being the okay. fair and high of opportunity I said I was going to be when I took over ownership of the ASWF, Due to the fact that they did defeat Tyler and D-Mike, this Saturday night at Pavilion Arena, Team WTF will be defending the ASWF Tag Team Championships against Asa Morta and Ray Ray. What? My The board of directors literally sat there and looked at me and said, Carnahan, you promised you were going to level the playing field. And, I mean, this was the, this was the debate. I wanted Tyler Knight and D-Mike. I, I, I showed them footage of the tag team matchup. I showed them footage of where I truly believe that Tyler and D-Mike are in that slot. But at the end of the day, the victory for the Manai propelled them up, and, you know, right now, it's official. The contract's been signed. Ray Ray and Asa Morta will be challenging for the ASWF Tag Team Championships this Saturday night. Wow. Well, I'll tell you this. That's, that is a blockbuster announcement, and um, I know um, the Mana has always said they wanted, wanted to be back in the title contention. Um, no matter who has the belts or who has the championships, I mean this is I mean that's that's huge, that's huge. But this time, let's see, let's see if the champs can hang on to the belts in that title defense, or will the Manai continue the prophecy of getting those championships back? I mean, certainly something to uh, keep your eye on if you look at uh, Cataclysm, obviously, coming up short later on in the night, and we'll get into that in just a moment, or in a few moments. I, I mean, it's a pickle well, in my opinion. I mean, if, if you had to handicap it right now, if you had to put some money on one of these teams, who do you think is going to walk mm. out with the deck? That's what I'm interested in. Mm. So pretty much, you kind of want my Vegas odds on this one, right? Right, right. If I have to handicap it, I would 
and no dis and I'm not showing any favoritism towards anybody. I'm being as unbiased as I can. If I have to handicap it, I'll probably give it probably a minus four forty to uh the challengers, the mana. I'll give them a minus four forty to a plus one seventy five. Okay. Okay. So you're saying the champs are walking in the underdogs, correct? Am I understanding you correctly? Right now, at the moment, yes. But I'm not going to throw out the fact that Excalibur is a ASW Hall of Famer. I'm not throwing that out the window by any means. I'm just saying, just as far as team wrestling is concerned, Minaj's been more of a team and more of a unit than the champs. That's why I literally give it that fair, um, exactly like I have it. Minus four forty for the challengers. Well, I can guarantee you one thing: whoever wins this matchup, you're gonna have to deal with Tyler and D. Mike. You're gonna have to still deal with the, you know, the team that loses this matchup. The tag team division in the ASWF has never been better, and I am glad to sink my teeth into. Uh, into, you know, this tag team division and separating it mm-hmm. out and finally getting a clear picture instead of a log jam there in the rankings. And, you know, I, you know, my hands were kind of tied as much as I hate well, to, much as I hate to give them well, the opportunity, my hands kind of tied because D. Mike and Tyler did lose. Well, I mean, I mean, that's one of the things you're going to run into. And, you know, no one said that this was just, Easy roses. I mean, this. I'm, I mean, this. I mean, this is the deal. I mean, this is twenty four seven lifestyle here. But speaking of You're that, absolutely. and I was gonna say, speaking of that, let's really get on down to this one. Um, that ended. That had controversy written all over it. You and Roland. <laughs> you liked that, didn't you, Cornbread? That had a controversy written all over it. But the controversy. Some, somehow, some way, you had the series. Mm-hmm. Being the final so athlete I'm, that I am, got the series, Corey, you know, I, you know I, I, they went to me in the bottom of the ninth with two strikes, and I uh, went ahead and hit a home run right there. Uh, the thing is with this situation with Roland, and I know what situation you're referring to as being controversial. Trust me, no real controversy there. Me and Sarah just talked, and I spoke common sense to her. I said, Sarah, you know I'm right. You know your dad, the business has passed him by. He's going to kill the business that you are supposed to inherit. There's going to be no business. At the end of the day, Sarah, if you don't, you know, take care and take drastic action. And me and Sarah came to an understanding. She's still the commissioner, still in power. But well, now she let, works let for me, me. Well, let me ask you this question, Mike. Did you pull out those Carnahan books just to make sure that she she ended up going with the winner? I mean, there may have there may have been a transaction. I may have uh, 
may have uh, slipped her a little advance on her salary, you know, because I'm the owner and I can do that. So, so in other words, you kind of kind of giving her a little bit of a pre bonus right before tax season, right? Yeah, a performance bonus, if you will, cornbread, because she has performed admirably in her duties as the uh, ASWF commissioner. Well, bottom line, the series ended up with two, um, five to two apiece, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that as we go on to our next contest, five way for the Evolution Championship, and Armbar oh yeah. too. Yes, it was. No question that about it. Arm burner, they about tore the roof off of the Valiant Arena. Uh, that night, uh, you know, the ASWF Evolution Championship, obviously the most prestigious championship uh, that the up-and-comers in the ASWF all crave. And, you know, Steve-O knew he was a targeted man and said, hey, bring whoever you got. Admirable, admirable but stupid quality of the champion. And it cost him. Kid Crazy comes in, wins the ASWF Evolution Championship. But it costs Kid Crazy in the end, as um, a familiar <laughs> foe from his past reemerged on the scene. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, his trainer, it's a lot like a father-son relationship. Sometimes you got to just keep your, keep your uh, child grounded. That's all he was doing. He was keeping them grounded. Kid Crazy decided to uh, get a little too big for his britches, so to speak. And so, so in other he, words, you're saying. So, in other words, you're saying, uh, if it's too big for your britches, your dad will end up tapping that. Is what you're saying? I mean, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've known fathers to, uh, if their child decided to. Uh, to get a little too big for their britches, you know, their dad's there to uh, knock them down a peg and say, hey, you know, humble them a little bit. And uh, I guess it's time for Kid Crazy to learn to be humble at the hands of his own trainer. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, both, both, the tag team, both the tag team champions and the new Evolution champion, they have monster targets on their, on their backs and on their front. Because they have to have their eyes out at all times. And and that's okay. what brings us to this. <laughs> so, go, ahead. go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole night really brought us to this. Tied 2-2. The final contest for all the marbles literally for ownership of the ASWF and for the richest prize in the game, the All-Star Wrestling Federation Championship, the most prestigious championship, not just in the state of Arkansas, but in the entire Mid-South, over 21 years of lineage between it and the current and dominating ASWF champion, the original misfit Josh Cross, retained the ASWF championship because, well, the psychotic savior decided to take a shortcut. 
Well, bo- well, bottom line, it, it was it was a reverse decision is what happened. The champ retained, but something drastic happened that I never, ever thought I would ever see. Especially inside this personal rivalry between Cataclysm and Josh Cross, which honestly, those two, I mean, it was another personal war between those two, but so much at stake. But after the decision was reversed, and I'm not reading anything here. I'm going off the top of my head here. After that decision was reversed, I saw something that I would never, ever thought I would ever see. It happened with a Samorta last year. I thought I'd never, ever see that. And it happened like a heartbreak. It was the unmasking of cataclysm. And, yeah, you may have won Mr. Cartan, but Cataclysm ended up getting the the last word. And I know you got plenty to say about that. So here's the deal. Here's the deal on that situation, Cornbread. I my thing is with with Cataclysm, he. I warned the ASWF roster. I said, this is what happens when when you cross the boss, Cornbread, if you remember. Yeah, and you called Josh, all your guys off. You, you called, you right. called, and when people, when people tried to come to the ring just to help the Manai during that whole beatdown, you literally put it to them, you said, whoever gets in this ring, and tries to help them will be fired on the spot. Now, You're absolutely correct right. me if I'm wrong. Those were correct me if I'm wrong, but those were your exact words. Those were my exact words. You're right. And you know, I also said that this is what happens when you cross the boss. And Josh was going to make a example of the psychotic savior. Did I know it was going to go that far? No. Did I regret it? Do I accept the actions of cataclysm to attack the owner of a professional wrestling organization? Do I condone those actions? Absolutely not. This issue obviously is far from over between not only myself and Cataclysm, but the original misfit Josh Cross and Cataclysm. I mean, all you have to do is look at social media this week, Cornbread, and you see Cataclysm calling me out. Calling Josh out, calling Tyler, calling D Mike, all of us, we've been marked. Obviously, well, not capitalism just... is die. Hmm. So, I, where we go from here, I've not quite decided yet. But I'll tell you this much it's certainly a. Uh, more advantageous position to be in to be in the owner's box in this case 
than where I was, maybe I can influence some things. I don't know. Best thing that I would say, Cornbread, and this will be my final thought tonight, is that uh, I would recommend that you fans show up this Saturday night, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, to the inaugural show of Carnahan's ASWF. Not only that, you know, it is my crowning achievement, my night, and I will address every single one of you fans that did not believe in me. But, you know, maybe something to keep your eye on because it is the journey to the anniversary show kicking off full steam ahead this Saturday night. Cornbread, go ahead and give us your final thoughts and close us out for this episode of ASWF Aftermath. Well, I, well, 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 I'll tell you this. Um, if you thought heartbreak was insanely crazy, you ain't seen nothing yet. We do encourage you to please come on down, as he said, the highway, 367 North. That's 201 Highway 367 North. The, leg- the legendary Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, in Tuckerman, Arkansas, is the site. It is the place. It is the venue. We encourage you, any and everybody, come on down there to Tuckerman, Arkansas, the ASWL. We are on the journey. We are on the road. We're on the path to ASWF 21, which will be live on bottom line, the biggest weekend in sports, and that being April the 4th. But we encourage you to be there with us this Saturday. Not only, as he mentioned, a tag team championship match, the Manai Challenging Team WTF for the tag team titles. You get you get good food. You get so much so much good action. Great family, great family show, great family entertainment, great sports atmosphere. All that's found right there at the Valiant Arena this Saturday night, and we do encourage you to be with us this Saturday night, Tuckerman, Arkansas. Only five bucks to get in. Showtime's at seven p.m. Until we see you this Saturday, for. Mike Carnahan, for our entire staff and everyone in ASWF Wrestling, I'm Chris Honigan. We do indeed say to you, show love, give peace, and be an all-star. In the words of the late, great Lance Russell, we say to you, bye-bye, everybody. Look out. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the track, and I'm